The FT. Egypt's new Islamist president has sacked the country's top two military leaders in a daring bid to regain some of the power seized by the military in June's presidential elections. On the line is the FT's Hibsaleh in Cairo to discuss the move. Can you tell me, Hibra, something about the, the role that the military has played over the last year um, in Egypt and why it's such a bold move on the part of Morsi, the president? Well, what's happened over the past year is that the military, which had been indirectly in power since 1952, came really to the forefront because after Hosni Mubarak, the former president, stepped down or was forced out by massive protests, he handed power to the military and they promised to steer a transition to elected rule. So they were in the foreground. They were playing the role of president. In June, of course, Mohamed Morsi from the Muslim Brotherhood was elected president. And what was expected to take place was that the military would hand power to Mr. Morsi. There was a formal handover of power. They, they handed over some authority, but even before he was announced winner, they issued something called a constitutional declaration in which they grabbed for themselves some powers and reduced those of the new president. So effectively, what we had was, uh, for the past few weeks, was a system in which there are two rival centers of power. And that, of course created a struggle. What do you think has changed to embolden the president to make this move? I think Mr. Morsi has been able to exploit the security lapse in the Sinai, the fact that 16 Egyptian soldiers were killed by Islamic militants last week. They were attacked near the border with Israel. And suddenly the spotlight turned onto the Sinai and it became apparent how lawless that strategic part of the country had become, how Islamic militants had implanted themselves there, and how the military and intelligence services, which were supposed to actually stay on top of that, how they had allowed this to happen. I think he managed to exploit their embarrassment. One doesn't know, of course, if he would have done this anyway. He's still finding his feet. He is still finding the extent of the power he has. Egypt is still finding out the various political actors. They're still finding out what it means to have an elected president, a president who has the legitimacy of the ballot box. So he may have actually moved against them anyway, but whether he would have chosen this timing or another time, we don't really know. But I think it's very likely that this has provided him with an opportunity. So with the removal of Hussein Tantawi, who was Defence Minister for 20 years, and Sami Annan, the Chief of Staff, who has stepped up to replace them? We know that Mr. Morsi has promoted the Chief of Military Intelligence, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, to become uh, Defence Minister. He's also promoted the commander of what is called in Egypt the Third Army, one of the branches of the army. He's promoted him to become chief of staff. So he has chosen people from the system and actually people from the higher ranks, including people from the, uh, I mean, Mr. El-Sisi was a member of the military council which ruled Egypt over the past year. So what's 
seems to have happened is that Mr. Morsi has been able to reach out to those people um, to convince them to accept the situation in which their former bosses are removed from office and they are promoted. It's reassuring to the army that he has not brought outsiders, people, for instance, from his own party or people who are from lower ranks, to, to, to head the army. So this, I think, reduces the possibility of anger or any form of rebellion from the military. We don't know, though, what are the terms of his agreement with those senior officers. They seem to have accepted the fact that he has annulled the constitutional declaration, that he is grabbing back political power. So are they content to go back to the role of the military? Is there uh, a deal or an agreement which safeguards, for instance, the army's economic interests, which are extensive, gives it a say or a big say over national security issues. This is not clear at the moment. But what seems to be clear is that the military have accepted this change. Would you say it's a bit too early then to say that what's been known as the deep state in Egypt, which includes holdovers from the previous regime, that that is in retreat? I think it must be in retreat because the message now from the military council is that they will not play a political role. This deep state encompasses a large number of actors all looking after their own interests. So I think almost certainly they're not going to have as much of a power to place hurdles in Mr. Morsi's way as they did before this last move against the top generals. But whether They'll disappear completely. I think that's unlikely. I think he is still going to meet with resistance, but perhaps not as difficult as what he's had to contend with in the past few weeks. The parliament was dissolved by a decree, and yet it it did meet once at the beginning of Mr Morsi's term. What's the situation with the Egyptian parliament now? At the moment, Parliament remains suspended. It was, uh, even though Mr. Morsi called it back and it did sit for about 15 or 20 minutes, uh, the Constitutional Court ruled that he was wrong to call it back, so it remains suspended. That is a separate matter from the, uh, the Constitutional Declaration, which the military had announced. What we heard from Mr. Morsi's spokesman is that there will be elections two months after the new constitution has been adopted by referendum. Now, there is no date for this, no date for the referendum. We don't know when the constitution will be ready. We're being told two or three months. So I imagine there won't be elections for another five or six months. That was Heba Saleh, FT correspondent in Cairo. For more on this story, go to www.ft.com slash Egypt. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.